Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Welcome to She Talks Peace, a podcast that highlights the role of women peacebuilders around the world in bringing lasting peace and security to their communities. Eavesdrop into their conversations and get to know their stories. From the Philippines to Malaysia, from Indonesia to Palestine, from Myanmar to the United States, their dreams and their hopes for a world without violence and a world where every woman and girl can be whoever she wants to be. Hosted by Amina Rasul Bernardo, President of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy, and Dina Zaman, a Malaysian journalist and co-founder of Iman Research. This is She Talks Peace. Hello, everyone around the world. This is Amina Rasul of She Talks Peace from Manila. And my co-host... Salam everyone from Magi Kuala Lumpur and for those who celebrated Salam Ma'al Hijra the Islamic oh. New Year Yeah that's uh, that's the voice of Dina Zaman from Iman Research Malaysia and happy Amun Jadid to yeah. all of our friends from the from the Muslim the Muslim world So how is it yeah. um, going in in Malaysia, Dina? Everything yeah. smooth seems, for now. Seems to be looking uh, up in a sense that now the prime minister announced that those who've been fully vaccinated and had waited out the quarantine, the 14-day quarantine, are allowed some leniency in moving about. You know, and you can actually start seeing, you know. People going to work slowly, though, because people are very wary of the Delta variant. But, you you know, there's a little bit of life on the streets now, which is making people feel a little bit happier than usual. Otherwise, it's same old, same old with politics in Malaysia, Amina. <laughs> We have to have one session just to talk about politics in Malaysia and the Philippines. <coughs> but, but oh, yes. uh, you, you know... Um, the the one of the negative effects of uh, of uh, covid and the vaccine all of this disinformation about the effects of the vaccine is affecting uh, mothers uh, with with babies but let me tell you about something good a good initiative mm -hmm. that uh, happened uh, with young mothers in mindanao And right. August is National Breastfeeding Month in the Philippines, the National Breastfeeding Awareness Month. And in Mindanao, where I come from, over a thousand young mothers with babies were gathered together and to, they did simultaneous breastfeeding of their babies for one minute. And they did this to raise awareness of the importance of breastfeeding. Uh, you know, the pandemic has been really terrible. Um, it's it's uh, caused um, 
separation of babies at, at birth, if we're new, newly born uh, during uh, the pandemic. So I hope the mothers everywhere, young mothers with babies who are listening to us, will remember right. that it's very important to breastfeed. It's so important, not just for nutrition, but because we impart our immunities, right? To our babies right. when yeah. we breastfeed and for that crucial mother-baby bonding. I mean, I I, I remember uh, breastfeeding my, my three kids and that's the, the sweetest part of motherhood is, is when you're carrying your baby and you're breastfeeding. It's just the two, the two of you and uh, nothing else matters. You know, Dina, mothers really do so much for their children beyond ensuring adequate nutrition or making sure they go to good schools in conflict areas like where I come from, from Muslim Mindanao. Mothers even go as far as bonding together to try and put an end to violence because they want to keep their babies, their children safe. And isn't that's, that's pretty amazing, don't you think, Tina? Oh, yes. I do think mothers are really underappreciated, you know. I think because of our cultural makeup, and this also goes to the Western world, when you see mothers not being paid for the work they do at home, taking care of the children and families. Um, All right. So much should be done for our mothers. And like our guests from Sri Lanka today, who gathered yeah. mothers together amidst the civil war in Sri Lanka to find a way to stop the violence, to protect their children. I mean, wow, how do you describe that? Uh, we've got Visaka Dharmadasa, the founder and chair of Association of War Affected Women and Parents of Servicemen Missing in Action today. You've met Visaka, haven't you, Dina? Only once. Oh, that's, that's too bad because she's pretty amazing. You know, I, oh. I've learned so much from Visaka, not just about her work, but about living in, in Sri Lanka. You know, despite the stresses that she's under um, and that the trauma that she has had to endure, she always right. remains positive and cheerful. She's a real resilient lady. You know, when during Sri Lanka's civil war, you know, with the, the Tamil Tigers, that's from 1983, um, Visaka's sons joined the military. And to stop the war and prevent needless sacrifice of her son's lives and other son's lives, Visaka started that association you mentioned. And the message that they were spreading was how we have to do something to stop the war ripping our country apart. That's, uh -huh. a, that's a pretty strong message and only a mother can, can really carry that off. And then in 1998, the Tamil Tigers or the LTTE attacked the Sri Lankan military base in Kilinochi. Bisaka will have to later on tell us if I said that right. And her son, Achinitha, and 608 other soldiers went missing. And Bisaka got other mothers to go into action. After that attack, the Association of Parents of Servicemen Missing in Action, um, they started moving 
to find out what happened to their sons and you know right. try and have their sons released and they they also became a stepping stone a very important step in moving peace process i mean bisaka is really brave she even went directly to the rebels to the tamil tigers trying to get them on board uh, to talk to uh, to the soldiers and in that's uh, that's bisaka and uh, since then from this mother this teacher who became this staunch peace advocate bisaka has been invited everywhere to talk about uh, how do you move um, this uh, this kind of community based uh, peace building peace negotiations how do you involve the the communities she's really pretty amazing she even met the queen of england would you believe wow. so why don't we why don't I, we I, welcome I, our guest dina yeah. yeah yeah oh wow um you know amina um i find all this really fascinating because i mean i've read about the conflict in sri lanka but i will never never say that i'm an expert yeah and for many Malaysians or people around the world our listeners may only know about sri lanka's tourism and very little yeah. about the conflict there do you think we could get her to talk about what really what is sri lanka really like oh that's uh, that's going to be a very very good conversation so let us welcome our friend visaka darmadasa hello visaka welcome hello Amina and Dina it's indeed a pleasure and a privilege uh, to have this conversation i'm really thrilled uh, about it uh, to share and also learn from you all amina you um, i think a bit exaggerated about me i no. um, i am i'm learning from you a lot amina really really a lot and i'm, I'm really impressed about the hard work you do in manila So um, we women we learn from each other always. Yep. <laughs> that's that I think that's the, that's the cornerstone right there Dina. Women learn from each other and we're not ashamed to admit oh, no. if we don't know something we go to a sister, we go to a mother yeah. so that we mm -hmm. can get the inputs, get the experience that we need to to move forward. Dina, you were you, yeah. you wanted to find out more about what's going on in Sri Lankan communities, right? Yes, yes. Dina was asking was asking me Visaka uh, at one time the communities that that you worked with. How did you get them to move with you? Were they receptive at first? Uh, How did you do it? In fact, uh, during the war, I mean, Sri Lanka has. Um, couple of uh, communities, uh, ethnic uh, groups uh, living in this small island, which you, uh, which Dina, you very correctly told, people do know our country. They knew initially for gems. Uh, mm -hmm. They knew also for cinnamon. Uh, and now it is uh, for tourism because of its golden beaches and the friendly people. Uh, so major communities, we have uh, Singhala, ethnic community with the majority are buddhist uh, uh, we do have uh, tamils uh, who are majority are hindus mm. and we have 
uh, whom we call Muslims, uh, who are, um, you know, majority have come from Tamil Nadu, uh, mm. but also from Morocco. Uh, so we, th- these are the major groups here in the country, but we also do have uh, burghers who are Eurasians uh, because uh, we were colonized by the Portuguese, uh, then the Dutch uh, before English. So we have this history of different people and also some of our people are Christians. Uh, we do have a, a, a minority Christians uh, headed by the Roman Catholic Church, but with all mm. other denominations. And then, mm. um, yeah, that, those are the major groups uh, in the country. The war started because of the fact when the British left, you know, uh, Sinhala, Tamil, and English, mainly the English was the language. But in 1956, the then rulers, after independence of 1948, they made Sinhala only the official language, which really yeah. hurt uh, the Tamil people because, as you mm-hmm. know, uh, their language is more than 5,000 years old. Being mm-hmm. in Malaysia, you definitely know about Tamil and Tamil language. Yeah. But successive governments, when they ignored, finally, in 1976, uh, they decided that if not peacefully, we have to take into arms. And it really triggered in 83 after 13 soldiers were killed. And when we had riots throughout the country, anti-Tamil riots, which also led a lot of people to leave our shores to India and (coughs) to other countries. So, and then, of course, the government fought this war for 30 long years. Heavy losses for, for uh, uh, you know, human beings, not only human beings, but the land and also the culture. And it, uh, it I mean, it, we have not come out of it yet. So that was that. And in 2009, the Sri Lankan military uh, uh, defeated um, the uh, Liberation Tigers of Tamil Elam. So that's how the war ends. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But for me, to answer your question, um, Amina, for me, like when uh, my son went missing on the 27th of September, 1998, my second son, Achinta, Uh, who was the second lieutenant uh, in the Sri Lankan military, the day that I say the war was at my doorstep. Mm. I never have looked back. I Mm. went to the jungles with another six mothers 
and we were able to broker the ceasefire. And that's wow. what I feel the biggest achievement in my life of peace building. Right. Where we met the tigers and told them that, look, maybe the government will be ready to talk if you all are ready. And they agreed. We brought the message back to the government mm-hmm. and was able to have a ceasefire. Uh, so my going, you know, e- even uh, taking the risk and going, that's how. And also, one main thing, because of, of there will be a lot of police practitioners who is listening to this. One thing, we didn't have any other agenda. I mean, this is extremely mm. important. Mm-hmm. It's extremely important not to have any agenda. Mm-hmm. So... They trust us, the government trusts us, and that trust enables, then the people also trust because they knew for us, the life is valued, not only my son, not only our son, but everybody's life matter. Right. As a mother, everybody's life matter. So this is right. exactly where we could build the trust up to now, up to now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always mm-hmm. say, the biggest wealth that I have earned is that this trust from all corners of this country, not only of the Tamil Tigers, but also after Easter Sunday, I think you all must be knowing, we had mm-hmm. these nine suicide attacks on right. Easter Sunday of 2019. They attacked churches. They attacked three churches right. and three hotels in Colombo. And... I mean, I even took uh, this happened in April. In uh, July, I also took Sanam to the epicenter of the blast, Katankodi, you know, in the eastern coast. And we met women there. We met women also in the western coast, northwestern coast, in Mana. And we are working. So that trust for them to accept us, to welcome us, even when. You know, they were worried because the whole country shut down really for one and a half months after Easter Sunday, mm-hmm. because that was mm-hmm. much more shocking than even the war. So I'll stop at that. When when you and Sanam went, was that the year that uh, we went to Colombo for our annual meeting? Uh, no, no. This was uh, Sanam came only Before. for this. Uh, July oh, 2019, okay. yeah, only for this because um, I told her, let's go, we have to do something, yeah. we have to get the yeah. women together, right? Yeah, and um, Visaka, um, you mentioned about not having an agenda, you know, when you approach this, and I think that's really, really good because for a lot of practitioners, we always have this objective, you know, what are right. the leadership strategies that uh all of us should apply in the work that we do. Especially, Dina, we can't, we have to be a political, we have to be also a partisan. We can't take sides. The, the difference of peace builders from the human rights workers, that's exactly the difference. Because mm-hmm. we will be talking to the worst perpetrator. Right. Because for us, life matters. That's mm-hmm. the fundamental difference of a peace builder and a human rights worker. Yep, you're, you're absolutely right about that. So so how is it now after the, the, the Easter Sunday 
uh, massacres, uh, with the influx of uh, refugees to Sri Lanka from other parts of the world with COVID. How is it now, Bisapa? Uh, right now, yes, I, I want to speak a little about COVID. Uh, I mean, Sri Lanka could control COVID very well in, in the first wave. A second wave, but then they were, what I should say, I, I, uh, they were overconfident and they didn't uh, order the vaccines in time. Uh, now, of course, they, they are catching up. Like, I mean, I think like 80,000 vaccines a day and all. They're really catching up. They, they announced now for the people, telling, please come, over 60s, please come. Initially, they didn't vaccine over 60s. Mm. You know, they were going on between 30 to 60. Mm -hmm. Of course, as civil society, we, we kept on telling the government, no, when 70% of the dead are over 60s, you have to really vaccine the over 60s. So... Now they are having a, 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 you know, a big vaccination, this thing. Most of the people in, in Colombo district and Western province have got both the doses, both AstraZeneca's or Sinopharm. So mm -hmm. all this, and we also getting Pfizer. So the vaccination is going on. But of course, as all countries and the Delta variant, uh, that's exactly where right now we are. We are having mm -hmm. more than 5,000 deaths right now mm -hmm. and then uh, for the first time there was 111 people dead day before yesterday so it's we are in a very crucial time uh, because of the delta variant and because of the fact that the whole country is not vaccinated it's in lockdown so, yeah. i was actually curious bisaka whether uh, you know leaders with authoritarian tendencies <laughs> are using covid as an excuse to sort of consolidate their their hold on on power, do you see any sign of that happening? I mean, in the U.S., uh, you know, I feel really badly for our friends in the U.S., Melinda, Stacy, and, and the others. When I see how the Republicans, for instance, are using COVID as a, as a weapon, they're politicizing yeah. vaccination. Do you see any kind of um, strengthening of authoritarian tendencies in, in Sri Lanka? Uh, I can't say authoritarian because uh, we didn't, I mean, the issue is this particular president, we knew him as the defense secretary and um, his image was, uh, that's why he got this 69, uh, you know, like 69% of the population voted for him because wow. of the fact that he had this image because after it's a Sunday, people told definitely we need a person. We need a person for our mm. security. So that's how we get. But you don't see him. I mean, of course, he, he passed a 20th Amendment, getting all the power to him. Ah. That was done. Mm -hmm. It was, I think, even before COVID coming in. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, the politicizing of vaccination, yes. Thinking mm. that we will vaccine and we'll get it for a vote. Like vaccinating for vote, you know, thinking of votes mm. that was happening because politicians were doing. So there were lots of messing up at the initial stage, but now at least they understand that's not going to work. So I mean, I was joking and telling some politicians maybe getting all the vaccines, telling that give me this <laughs> and this and this and this because you know <laughs> <laughs> that was there. But now it's different. But of course, uh, having said that, I must also say. The reconciliation process 
is a, in a standstill. Hmm. Uh, so we met, I mean, the, the, the good part of it is, I also must mention the flexibility of ICANN funding. We were able last year, 2020, we got, uh, you know, we had this dialogue process parallel to the official negotiations. That's mm-hmm. the only uh, track two level dialogue process which was in Sri Lanka. This was in 2001, two, three, that's going on. We headed that. Uh, we are really, really, uh, again, proud of that particular thing because we, it, was, it ran parallel mm-hmm. to the official negotiations. So what we thought was like, why don't we reflect as civil society what we should have done better, mm. what we didn't do, and what could have been avoided. So to, to discuss this, we brought the key civil society in 2020, I think November, and we had this discussion. At mm-hmm. that time, the government was also asking for constitutional reform um, uh, submissions from people. So we came up with some submissions. And this particular group had Zoom meetings like every month. Then again, in March this year, we met. And then we were thinking what we should build a, a consensus um, that was mm-hmm. really, um, um, among us among the society, mm-hmm. the Sri Lankans, right. because for reconciliation. So we came up with this collective, which we call Sri Lankan Collective for Consensus. Okay. And the Sri Lankan Collective for Consensus, which is convened by us, have really got traction. It, we met many politicians, and also last week, we were able to meet the president himself. Mm-hmm. I'll be wow. sending you the memorandum that we gave to the president. We, oh, that would be great. We, we are really pushing for uh, <clears throat> reconciliation. And we are also speaking about the difficult things. We are also telling him mm-hmm. to repeal the 20th Amendment. <laughs> yeah, we, Easier we, said than done. <laughs> we, yeah, but we sat and we told him he was calm and quiet and was very cordial. <laughs> we were really surprised. Well, he was facing mothers. He has to be no, quiet no, no. and cordial. This was uh, not, uh, not mothers, uh, Diane. Oh, okay. Because at that time, I brought in the key civil society. Ah, all okay. the uh, big names of the civil society for, the, for our dialogue process. And this, this was the same people. Mm-hmm. So all key civil societies in the country. We are 16 of us now, 16, 17. So... Uh, um, so that's how we were able, and we are really, really pushing for reconciliation. Like next this week, we will have another two uh, meetings uh, with the opposition as well. By the way, Visaka, so you you brought civil society on parallel track to the official track. Mm-hmm. How did government accept you, or were they not very happy that you were doing this parallel track uh, discussions, this reaching out to to the rebels? That time, yes, government accepted us. Because oh, when that's pretty good. Yeah, they, they accepted us. When uh, the uh, talks were stalled, when the talks were stalled in 2003, uh, the LTT told that they can't meet anyone. They don't want to meet even the facilitators, Norwegian. But they met us. Mm. So I brought uh, exactly the pres- uh, prime minister's secretary. He flew Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, to, to Jaffna to our dialogue meeting. 
So we That's were able pretty to amazing. Be, yeah, the government. So so th- these are the things that um, we have to learn because they, 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 uh, uh, you have to know who are the people that you have in your group. Because for us, it's the country first. You know, so yes. uh, it's uh, and that's what also Dean I want to tell. It's not the Nobel Prize individually or anything of that sort, but mm-hmm. the work. It's nothing. No glorifying yourself. It's the work, and most of the time you don't even have to have your name. You don't have to tell the people that you have done that. Like this broker yes. in the ceasefire. You know, until recently we, we didn't tell even people mm-hmm. why it has happened. Good has happened. That's what what we want. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. So if we can steer the reconciliation process of Sri Lanka, we're not going to go out and tell we told the government. No, we tell yes, the government is doing good. So we clap for the government. Mm-hmm. Right. But we were behind. So that's exactly what happened. And, and the trust that we could build with the government side and with the tigers. That is exactly as you told Amina, because I was a mother. I think they trust me. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Visaka, I hope you don't mind me backtracking because I went through yeah. your bio and I was really, really impressed. You know, I was thinking I would not have that courage, especially that bit when it mentioned that you train soldiers. What do you mean by that? What were the challenges as a woman, as a mother, when you train these soldiers? You know, I must to start from the beginning for this. When I made my son went missing. Every week, I went to the military headquarters, to the welfare division, telling them, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. So kind of a good relationship I could build with them. And then I, I also, I mean, as you know, we are connected, Ambassador Swanee Hunt, I came to mm-hmm. know. And then um, I also met the security fellows at Harvard. Mm-hmm. And, and then the identification disc this is exactly what's my call. Please wear and respect mm-hmm. the identification discs so that no mother will get, go through the same pain like what we have gone through. So that's trust. Even now, even now, mm-hmm. we are invited to work on preventing violent extremism. So right, that right. trust we have built. Okay. I think it's amazing that you've been able to build this trust and the fact that the government also is quite open because in some countries, there's always that little rift between government and CSOs. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, we do that's have. true. That's why we went huh? with the president. We do have, uh-huh. because at okay. the ground level where we are working, they come and tell, okay, you are getting the money. Maybe it's going for terrorist work. Oh. Oh, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. they are yeah. suspicious. That's what yeah, we call happens the president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is across the board. We are having it. They uh, don't trust us. So, so we are trying to build and tell them, look, we are doing good work. 
Mm-hmm. We are getting the money through the central bank. If you want to monitor, mm-hmm. monitor from the central bank and come right. to the office. Our receipts are there. Right, right. So that's exactly because, of course, there are some organizations who does it, not necessarily mm-hmm. NGOs, maybe pr- private foundations, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of individuals who are getting yeah, the yeah. money for terrorist activities. I mean, the money came to Sri Lanka. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, know that yeah. for the war and yeah. for this Easter Sunday matter. It came. So, I mean, you understand when you put the shoes on, on government shoes, then you understand how they look. But you have to convince. So Sri Lankan government is not at all open. Um, uh, <laughs> there's one thing that I'll tell Amina, but I don't want it to be um, on this, uh, this thing, but I will tell her that, um, the, the, the threats that I have had from the powers that be. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, okay. Now, <laughs> on the lighter side, Bisaka, all this work that you've done, the selflessness and the courage has actually made the Queen of England invite you to come to London and you were awarded, right? Uh, uh, a medal. I, I wanted tell to us, tell us about that. What was yeah. it like meeting the Queen of England? Yeah, I, I want to tell you, uh, Amina, it's not the Queen of England. In fact, I wanted to correct it at that time, but I thought I shouldn't start from that. <laughs> uh, no, it, it was not the Queen of England. It was, oh, it wasn't? No, it was the Countess of Wessex who invited oh, very uh, nice. uh, to the Buckingham Palace, of course, the palace. And then uh, on the 8th of um, March, on the Women's Day, I was asked to speak. So I had the opportunity of speaking at the Buckingham Palace to a crowd of like maybe three, 400 people. So that was there. And that's how we started meeting the counters and got counters to come to our uh, uh, forums. That's right. And, and Sanam was given uh, the OBE uh, yeah, by right. Her Majesty for her work, what they give for the British citizens. So, yes, we have got it. It's Sanam who got it. But yes, uh, we, we, we could do that. But, but speaking at the Buckingham Palace, yes, I'm, I'm really, really happy about that. It's a privilege. And also, what did you, you tell know, them? What did you tell them at Buckingham Palace? What a, lessons did you give them? Uh, I, I can't really remember. It's about three years ago. But, what, what, but basically what I always say is, is that you have to be neutral. Uh, you can't have any agendas right. when you want peace building. And you trust everybody. You build the trust because trust is the most important element. That's right. exactly what I, what I say to everybody. Like, you know, trust is the most important element. And no matter what, you don't break that trust. That's what I say. The biggest wealth that I have earned is the trust from the people. And I, when we see each other at conferences, we see the conference room, we go to our hotel rooms, the yeah. hotel, restaurant, and that's it. But special groups like our group, the Women's Alliance on Security Leadership, when we come together, we spend so much time in our discussions, but there are also special moments. Like when we went to Colombo and, and Bisaka made absolutely sure that we would see some of the beauty of Sri Lankan life and culture. And Bisaka brought us to a temple where there was actually um, a ritual. It was a special event and it was so amazing, Dina. You missed that meeting actually. So women 
culture, we need to strengthen the bonds of sisterhood, which makes me ask you this question, Bisaka. How do you get the, the strength? What inspires you to go on? Where do you draw your energy to do this, this work, especially now when everything is locking down all over us? The energy that I get it from the women, uh, Amina. I mean, I, I'm thinking of you, Amina. You are asking me. I always think how, how you, when we came to Manila, you know, that particular connection, I must say, the person whom I met from the Singapore University is, is back in Sri Lanka now. He's the one who oh, told me, Saka, do the PVE work. So, I mean, these all things, the energy we get from each other, the energy we get, you know, from the village, the women who speaks and tell. So that's exactly the energy. And uh, uh, I mean, that keeps us going. Yeah. Whether we hear from Rosa, Rosa went to Cameroon, you know, so we are all yeah. thrilled about yeah. it. And of course, I must say today, I'm also very sad about Luz Mendes, one of our dear, dear sisters who passed mm -hmm. away on the 8th of August. So we do have these dull moments, but our sisterhood, we, that's exactly the live wire behind us. I think, I think oh, wow. that's, that's one, of, one of our secrets, Dina, this, this yeah. bonding, this, this sisterhood. And when one feels low, the others bring her up. You know, there's right. energy to to share. So it's really great that now we have a officially have a sister in Sri Lanka. Well, for the younger us, a mother yeah. in Sri Lanka who's going to share all of her energy, her passions and inspire all of these young people listening to us now. Oh, time is time is really flying, Dina. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh my god I haven't realized that until <laughs> yes there's a reminder <laughs> I just thought we've got another half an hour to go um yeah wow Visaka I mean we only met once I think we were at different tables and I am a new entrant to peace building to be honest I met uh Sanam and Melinda for the first time at Amina's workshop in Manila and after that in Norway you know right. uh so so I'm still learning the ropes still and also realizing that a lot of your experiences would be fantastic. Um, I mean, so far we've not had a great conflict in Malaysia, but these lessons are very important for every woman, right, to learn from. Yeah, Absolutely you had good right. leaders. You had good leaders who really worked on that in Malaysia. You know, we always oh. respect <laughs> Mahathir Mohamed. Ah, that's that you're, that's going to be another debate, Saka. With, <laughs> it's always with, the case. With Dina. Yeah, another it's another session. It's always the case. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like every country, we do our best to just manage. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But you have yeah. to you have to admit, Dina, that you have yeah. had a long run of uh, <sighs> success, stability, progress. Yeah. A leader with with vision, yeah. mm -hmm. so the foundation the foundation is there, mm -hmm. and I think that's that's the kind of foundation that uh, we in the Philippines yeah. and I'm sure Visaka in Sri Lanka would also aspire to to have yeah. a very, very stable right, right? At, at a, a crucial moment foundation. when independence after colonization for the country to look at you know looking at it, its um, natural resources, what is their, their neighbors, yeah. 
That's very important. And that was lacking in Sri Lanka to really look at the geopolitical situation of us and then steer our country. And we really, really hope someone will come because we have all the natural resources in the world that which can have in this kind of a small island. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. so with that, we're going to have to uh, end our our session for today. Thanking Visak Patso very much for for joining us and telling us about her experiences and the important lessons about how to essentially get two opposing forces come to agreement. And one is the one in the middle, the one trying to bring them together, has to have no agenda, yes. uh, has to build trust. Really, Dina, now for me, Sri Lanka is not just the land of gems like rubies and sapphires, right. but it's also a land of Visaka. What do you think, Dina? <laughs> Yeah, Visaka will be leaving a legacy and very few people would have done that in their lives. That's something, you know, Sri Lanka should be very proud of. You went out there and did what all mothers would do. Thank you. Do you have Thank any you. words of uh, advice, words of inspiration for young people all over Visaka who's li- who are listening to us? Don't give up because the strength is within you believe in you, trust in your ability and move forward. Do the right thing, what you think right and move forward. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Bisaka. That's right. From from us in the Philippines, uh, we need to hear more of those uh, words of wisdom, especially in, in the Muslim South, where we still have uh, spots yes. of conflict. We've had the spate of bombings. The peace mm-hmm. process with the left, with the Communist Party of the yeah. Philippines, is not going anywhere. So this is the kind of inspiration that we need to send to the young mothers who are still very much affected by by this kind of uh, conflict and by the trauma of uh, armed conflict. So thanks so very much, Visaka, for making time and uh, joining us on this um, uh, conversation on She Talks Peace. Dina? Um, I hope to see all of you in the next one year or two years, hopefully. And, hopefully. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. And much as I'm loving this podcast, sisterhood can only be cemented when we meet face-to-face. Very That's right. true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Thank you yeah. ever so much. It's indeed a privilege and a pleasure uh, to talk to you all. Bye. Bye. Keep safe. She Talks Peace is brought to you in partnership with Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. For more information, check out their website at podcastnetwork.asia and podmetrics.co. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>